When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here from DKPittsburghSports.com on the DKPittsburghSports.com's podcasting platform. Here we talk all things Pitt Panthers. And Pitt fans, I know you're watching March Madness and you're probably thinking, dang it, that could have been a someday. Like, when are we ever going to get back there? But let's take a step back from that for a sec. Because I want to talk to you about something else that's really exciting happening Monday right here in Pittsburgh. And that's the Pitt Pro Day. Now, it's not too often that Pitt gets a quarterback who is going to be heavily pursued in the first round. And, of course, talking about Kenny Pickett. So it's going to be a wild scene. I'll be there reporting, tweeting out everything, getting y'all all the, all the information. But I want to use this first segment to give y'all a preview or a look at what we're actually looking for in this pro day. And it's crazy because last year's pro day, which was weird because we had to do it virtually because of COVID, that sucked. But like it was really still really exciting. You had Rashad Weaver, you had Patrick Jones, you had Paris Ford, even though he kind of flopped out on that one. Uh, Jason Pinnock was kind of the biggest winner because he rose his stock a lot. You had Jalen Twyman, who did a really good bench, but didn't have enough good good stuff with his lower body. So you had a lot of guys going. I think what six guys got drafted. Jimmy Morrissey was in that was in that group as well. Uh, but that was a very strong pit class this year. It's a smaller. It's a much smaller class. You know, there's the, there's the guys that everyone knows. Kenny Pickett, Damari Mathis is floating around trying to make in those later rounds as, as a cornerback. Uh, Cal Adamai is a long snapper, just trying to impress somebody to see if he can get a look somewhere. Um, and then you got guys like Johnny Patrician, like Phil Campbell, like Keyshawn Camp, who didn't get combine invites, but could end up impressing some people with their pro days. Now, what do people have to do to impress people? That's what we're going to talk about. So let's start with the big one, Kenny Pickett. Easily the one everyone's talking about. Kenny did a good job at the combine. Um, as far as his athletic athleticism, you know, he measured he measured the right way. I know everyone's going to talk about his hands, but he can't help that. What he can help is the fact that he put in a, a good forty time of a four point seven three. That came in third of all quarterbacks behind EJ Perry. Uh, no, excuse me, not behind EJ Perry. He actually had a had a, had a worse one. Um, 
behind Desmond Ritter. And oh, he did have EJ Perry and, and Desmond Ritter. So he came in third, third there. He came third in his vertical jump. He came third in his broad jump. He didn't participate in the three cone, but then he also came third in the shuttle. And what does that say? It says what we've always known and what I think NFL teams wanted to confirm that Kenny Pickett is a good athlete at the quarterback quarterback position. He's going to be able to move. He's going to be able to throw on the run. He's going to be able to, to change direction and adjust when defenses are trying to adjust to him. That's one of the biggest things you, you needed to see because oftentimes, like, you know, Kenny Pickett, the throwing part, we'll get to that in a sec. But the throwing part can get so distorted and so looked at the wrong way if you have the wrong at the wrong numbers when you're competing in the athletic drills. Because when you're doing those, they're looking to see did this guy on top of working on the things that he that he thought that were the big the biggest keys here, like throwing the ball and being able to show that he's going to be a, a well put together quarterback, was he able to stay in shape and do all these other things? that were required of him and it's clear Kenny Pickett showed that so that again that shows what to NFL scouts who will be there NFL scouts who were at the combine that hey Kenny Pickett's really about this and he's you know he, he is who Pitt fans have, have have thought he was and that's a true leader a true warrior and a guy that would be good for any NFL team um, I, I, I still think you put Kenny in a good environment he could be a, a guy that wins some some serious games for you next year um, but I think I think you need a lot in place I think you need to have a short passing scheme it's why I think that the Saints would be a great place for him. You need to have a good offensive line, a run game for him to base it off of, and you need to be ready to not need him to blow games up to win, but ready for, hey, you know, you're going to come in, you're going to take what's available to you and, you know, and be able to kind of use your use your combined all-around skills of being able to throw on the run, being able to run, being able to, to, to read defenses, maximize those talents. Because what I think Kenny Pickett will have to show in this pro day is his arm strength and that's what's that's what's a lot of people are, are kind of hesitant on him about if Kenny Pickett could you know had a little bit bigger hands and could launch the ball 50 yards on a rope he'd be the first overall pick in this NFL draft right now but the fact is the matter again outside of the hands I'm not as concerned about that the biggest thing is arm strength can he can he get uh, can he throw a bullet a strike down the field to give defenders less time to react on on those deep balls that's what he has to be able to show and that's just not his strength I I said that all during the season even when he was lighting it up and breaking ACC records uh this past year I said that's gonna be the thing that 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 scouts look at and say hmm I just don't know about that so for Kenny I think the biggest thing is run some of these drills show them that you can hit these these throws on a rope show that you can you know work the ball down the field but also you know it's gonna be up to Pat and our dudes and find ways to display how Kenny's how Kenny's uh uh, sports IQ, his, his football IQ is going to really benefit the team that he joins. That, to me, is going to be a big factor in this, too, is showing off, man, not only does this dude, is he a hard worker, is he a warrior, but he's football smart, and he reads defenses so well, and Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, that's the he was the best one at that in this college class, at least for this past year, so it'll be up to Pat Narduzzi, Kenny Pickett, and how they display him at the pro day. I'll be intrigued to see that. Now, Damari Mathis, He's the other guy I think you guys should really watch because Damari Mathis I th- I thought is a really strong competitor over the over the years he's shown uh he, he's shown his ability to be resilient you know he was out for 2020 because he had a real bad leg injury came back and was a key part to that pit defense uh, he lived on islands like all pit cornerbacks do, do he he fought his butt off he was very competitive he was very physical 
I really think that if Damari tests well at this pro day, it could really boost him up even a little bit more. Now, I'll say at the combine, he only ran the 40-yard dash. But when he ran the 40-yard dash, he did a pretty good job. He came in eighth with a 4.39 uh, time on that. That tied Kair Elam, who's a Florida cornerback who's looking to maybe go in the first round. Um, so, again, I look at I look at those uh, at that speed and I say, awesome. But here's the thing. Damari Mathis didn't do any broad jumps, vertical jumps, three-cone shuttles, none of that. So his agility is going to be in question. That's what he has to show. Is he agile? Is he quick? Is he explosive? If teams see that, they're going to love that, and they are going to and they are going to take him at some point. I think the Steelers should take a look at Damari Mathis because I think he's a, he has a, he's a 5'11", 196 build right now. If you have that, if you have that kind of size, you could be a contesting corner on that side. But I also think with the way that he plays, how physical he is, and how, how many, all the big hits he threw, he would be an interesting young slot cornerback to train up this year. Uh, you know, you could bring in your your look of Cam Sutton in the slot, uh, Levi Wallace outside, along with uh, Akella Witherspoon, and then have Arthur Molly as your first slot option. But Damari Mathis is a guy that can plug in in all three of those cornerback spots and be a guy that you train up. And again, you're probably getting him in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round. Uh, so if you're getting him there, you're not not banking on him, but it would be a guy to be like, hey, take a swipe at him, see what happens. I know the Steelers have a rough cornerback drafting history, but this would be a local guy that you could at least take a look at. Now, other guys, Cal Adam Minus, again, like he said, he's trying to push for that. I think the biggest thing that uh, both Phil Campbell and John Patricia need to show is that they have the strength and they have the overall agility to play open field and to be a, a good special team gunner t- type of guys because they're not going to be they're not going to jump off the charts to anyone you know they were sixth year seniors for Pitt uh, I think actually Johnny was a seventh year senior because of his transfer uh, but. Uh, these are guys that they're hard workers, they're converted safeties, are guys who, who became linebackers, learned how to be physical, learned how to play within a defense. If they could show those those football smarts and show that they're decent enough in the uh, in the agility drills, I think that's going to be the best case for them to, to at least, you know, I don't think they're getting drafted, but at least get some, some good shots at hitting some practice squads when teams start signing their undrafted free agents. Um, Keyshawn Camp. Got to be healthy. That's the biggest thing. Is he ain't been healthy for some time. So, but I think there's a lot of good things that can happen in this pit pro day that would boost this uh, this draft class. I, I do think that Damari and I mean Kenny's definitely getting picked round one, round two, round two would be a shocker to me. Uh, but I think Damari has a good chance of getting picked, and that would be a nice one-two punch of two guys that could you know maybe get some time next year. So pit fans, be on on the watch for that with the pro day on Monday. I'll be there tweeting out all the results and uh, giving you the guys the looks as far as what we're seeing there and what teams are are also looking a little bit closer at some of these players. But we got to talk some pit basketball with March Madness underway. I know pit fans are sitting there saying, oh, this sucks, we're not in it. But don't worry. We're going to talk some things that actually happened this week and get you ready for what's next for pit hoops right after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Back here on the H2P podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Keeping it real with y'all about the pit football and basketball programs. Uh, and uh, we, we talked football with the pro day and all that. And that's cool. Spring practices are going along. That's great. But uh, pit basketball, obviously, and I, and I talked about this a lot last week, too. Obviously, they need to make a lot of changes. And I know some of you guys are saying, it's start with the coach. Well, I'm just telling y'all, just being realistic, that ain't going to happen. That buyout that he's that is in his contract is way too strong. Maybe if that buyout wasn't there, I could see it happening. But Heather Like is sticking with, with, her, with her guy, Jeff Capel. And I, actually, I think that there's... You know, this is what you got to do right now because you're not getting any other superstar coach. I mean, Sean Miller, a lot of people always want Sean Miller to come back to Pittsburgh. Well, he just got signed away by Xavier, so that ain't happen. That ain't happening either. Now, what actually can happen for Pitt this upcoming year? Well, last week I talked about how the 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 uh, the transfer portal is going to be huge in this, and we are seeing this already. And a lot of people thought, well, Chris, what about the transfer portal being huge, huge in a bad way for Pitt? Well. You know, that did happen last year. They lost a lot of their top scores, and they had to basically rebuild the team. Um, but so far, it's not crushing them right now. Now, there have been three players who have gone into the transfer portal for Pitt so far, one being Noah Collier. That being um, – that that you know, there's, I'm not – I wouldn't say that was a surprise. Noah didn't really play a whole lot. Um, you know, well, you know, he did play – he was the first guy off the bench for uh, – for, uh, John Hughley the third, John Hughley the fourth, but at the same time, Noah's offensive presence never developed. He was a defensive guy. He was more of a rebounder, but he didn't even get that many rebounds in the first place. So I, I truly think that that his 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 leaving, along with Chris Payton, uh, the forward that they got this year out of the transfer portal, out of Juke Junior College, six foot seven guy, never, you know, showed explosive hops and in warmups, you could see him dunk the ball like crazy, but never did enough to warrant game time and uh, a game time play. And when he was in the game, he didn't make that much of much of a difference, anyways. Um, and then. Finally, uh, Onyebuchi Eziakudo, uh, the walk-on guard who kind of came in and helped Pitt out when both Nike Sabani and Ethiel Horton weren't weren't available, along with Jamarius Burton, and they were really hurting at guard to start the year. He's going on, but he graduated. He's going to med school. He's he's looking to kind of continue that somewhere else. Um, but I, what does all this mean? Because because a lot of Pitt fans are probably thinking like, well, it's just more people getting away. I think this is more so setting up because you haven't seen John Hewley leave. You haven't seen Ithiel Horton leave. You haven't seen you know Femi Otakale leave. And they could still like, all that could still happen. I'm not saying you couldn't, but you haven't seen the guys that you're really depending on next year to kind of be the core of this uh, of, of this team, right? or or at least the foundation to build off of with, through the transfer portal, and. This to me is kind of Jeff Capel is looking at this and he's saying, "All right, these guys need to be producers next year. The, 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 well, not these guys; these scholarship slots that we have for these guys need to be producers." You know, Anyabuchi Ezekudo earned an, a scollarship sp- spot in the middle of the season this past year. Noah, Noah Collier, Chris Payton; those guys were brought into the transfer. Or excuse me, Chris Payton was brought into the transfer portal. Noah Collier was one of that was one of the, the recruits of that 2020 class, and I've said that a lot of hinges for Jeff Capel on that 2020 class. His leaving really puts it on just Hughley and Hoda Kali and if William Jeffers can ever develop an offensive game. I, I don't know what needs to be done, but that young man needs to figure it out. Now, 
what can what can Jeff Capel get in the transfer portal? Well, like I said before, look at teams like Miami, look at teams like Wake Forest. They made big pushes by getting guys in the transfer portal that a lot that built them around two, you know, they only had like two or three guys that were guys that they could consider like, hey, these are these are pieces to the puzzle to be a competitive program this year. And they were able to go get them. I, I think the biggest thing Jeff needs to get an inside presence guy that to, to pair with John Hughley. Uh, you know, Mo Gee's gone, so uh, and now with Noah Collier gone, John's really your only big that you're going to have in there that you, that you trust on the roster right now. So you need to go get probably one or two bigs. You still got Dan Oladapo, but for whatever reason, Dan just what you know he started off in the season looked like a scrappy dude, but then he just stopped earning playtime, and that means he does, he wasn't doing well enough in practice to earn that. So. What do you do next is the is the big question. So uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, Jeff's got to go get at least one decent big man, a power forward, someone that can work with John, uh, you know, in the paint, and, and you know, and at least or at least give him uh, some some good minutes off the bench where he can be a presence inside that can score and at least put some pressure on teams in the paint. Um, and I, I think it would also behoove them to get a guy who could also shoot a little bit from the from the forward positions because that, again, you want to stretch the floor. This pit team is going to need some scorers. That's what Jeff Capel has to go get this past year. I think enough of the guys bought into the to play defense, be go hard in the paint. You know, you know, press guys, win scrappy wins, win ugly. They they got that. They they got down in the mud all year, year and they got you six six conference wins, which was more than Kevin Stallings got in his entire tenure. But this is not this is not the year for you know moral victories. This is the year where Pitt needs to take a real step forward. I know a lot of people don't think that it can happen. I think that, that this is that this what what Capel does in the transfer portal will be what determines that. Um, I, I think that on top of that, you know, like I said, with getting a bit with getting a big man who can balance with John and another one who can probably you know come off the bench and be physical in the paint to kind of give John some, some you know some key minutes out you know, on the bench. Those are two important things, but I think right up there is a true number one point guard, a guy who can actually drive the ball, handle the ball, and kind of keep keep the whole team composed. I, I thought Jamarius Burton did as good of a job as he could to, to kind of manage that situation without Pitt having that guy this year. Um, I thought Femi Nukali had moments where he looked like he was doing it, but Femi just still hasn't gotten over his turnover problem. He needs to he needs to continue to get stronger with the ball, um, and he really went ice cold towards the end of the season, um, and he's been too inconsistent. Now, again, I think it says something that Femi hasn't transferred yet because I thought that he was he was like my top guy. Like, mm, if he transfers, that's going to be a, a big a big move because Jeff needs as many of those pieces to stick around. He hasn't transferred yet, which I think is a good sign for the Panthers, but. I really think that, again, you need next year for you to come in and you need a serious point guard out of the transfer portal who can make it so that your your off guards, Ithiel Horton, Femi Odakali, Jamarius Burton, and Nike Spondy, who should be back as well, all they're doing is setting up shots and they're, and they're, getting, they're getting other opportunities elsewhere. And then playing off of that guy who is handling the ball, who is your floor general. Those are the things that Pitt, that Jeff Capel has to do. Now, we're supposed to hear from Heather Like sometime this week. Sit down with her and hear more about her thoughts on what needs to happen with Pitt basketball. So I'll be writing about that when that happens. And the truth is, a lot needs to happen. They need playmakers. They need guys who are going to. I mean, you, I'm watching. You're watching March Madness. You're seeing all these teams with these point guards who, you know, when push comes to shove, when the other team's defense is just too strong, you know, to 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 work an orchestrated playoff. You know what? They're just going to say, "I'm going to go one on one, beat this guy in front of me, and put this put this in the hole." And Pitt doesn't have that. They have guys who can occasionally do it, but they need guys who can consistently do that. At least one guy who can consistently do that. 
and that can open up a lot of opportunities for everybody else. If Pitt had a guy who could drive and hit, it would it would pay, it, it would force it would force teams to pack it up a little bit more, and they need a guy who can hit from deep. And maybe Sabande will help with that. Maybe Ithiel will put it together and be more consistent this year. But you need to have things to actually balance things out on your roster and not just be a team that just, well, we're hoping for the best, we're playing tough defense, and we're feeding John Hughley. Get something that makes teams fear you out of the transfer portal. Or that will be the end of Jeff Capel at Pitt Basketball. And I know some people, they're like, well, great, that's going to be awesome. But I'm just I'm putting I'm putting this out there because I think that it wouldn't be out of the realm for them to be a competitive ACC team if he gets two good guys in the portal this year, and namely a forward and a point guard who can really run the floor. That may sound crazy to you, but I'm telling you, from some of the things that I saw flipped around when you look around the the NCAA and not just the ACC, but literally all, all the, there's a bunch of teams out there that are in the tournament right now with guys from the portal who have changed the makeup of that team, of their own programs. I'm not saying Pitt's definitely going to the tournament next year, but I'm saying a lot of this is going to be determined over the next month or so or however long this transfer portal process goes when Jeff Capel's pulling guys from other programs. That's all we have for you today on the the H2P podcast. Thanks so so much for checking us out, as always, on your Sundays. Hope you're enjoying March Madness. I'm going to the Pittsburgh games, so if uh, you're around, hit me up on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. Maybe, who knows, maybe I'll just say what's up to you. I'm hanging out with my dad because it's his birthday, though, so don't be too loud. But anyways, I'm Chris Carter. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here with more next week on your Pit Panthers.